electronic farts. <laughs> Very good. Uh, uh, we worked uh, all week on that Super one. clever stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah. there, guys. We're violating our mandate of not being clever. <laughs> no, we're not. We're really not. No, we're really, really not. Uh, EA. Col- Colin, Colin, Colin. Yes, yes, Colin. yes, yes, yes. We need to start the show. No, I don't want to. <laughs> the, the beginning and then the middle, you'll see. Yes. No. This is Colin. 50 million buckaroos. This is Chris. I couldn't talk to my phone to make my lights turn purple. Computer was a gateway. You know, we all want the internet to exist. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Exactly, yeah. That's that's great. Yeah, so it's cool. Cool. This is Shiny Podcast. Following the light and throwing a little shade on the newest and brightest in today's gaming and technology. This is Shiny Podcast. Uh, we take the week's technology news and break it into pieces uh, to hopefully bring it back together in a way that makes maybe a little bit more sense to our listeners. And that is hopefully what we're going to do this week. Once again, for you, we have prepared a show full of weirdness. This 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 is I think like there's like a handful of episodes I feel like where we've talked about the parallel you know the parallel universes existing in our world where like different people see things so differently that that they can't like even agree on a basic set of facts we've kind of like touched on that concept before right yes this episode is I think <laughs> a whole lot of cognitive dissonance all bundled up into one hour special for you it's 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 pretty majestic i would say the dissonance is majestic it sure is we do have some ea bashing to get to we also have a story that should show the world what happens when a and across the old ancient enterprise Picks up the new hotness about two years too late, uh, but it also redefines the way that fundamental basics of our economy and life are going to work going forward. Then we have some news on AMD, which we probably should have talked about beforehand, but a while ago, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we're so it we're, is. We're so it is. We're we're just we just do what we do at the time that it seems to make sense to do it. Uh, somebody referred to us as some uh, loving curmudgeons uh, recently, so I think that that that's a great description of of what what we're <laughs> what we're all about. It's a slow burn, friends. There's also an amazing story involving some of the largest tech giants, Apple, Google, and in particular Facebook, shenanigans across the board, and this massive massive moment that led led to facebook's entire operating infrastructure functionally being shut down for hours on end and apple pushed the trigger (laughs) we've got all that and more but let's not delay it any longer colin Tell me about electronic farts. Arts. 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 Damn. Did it again. Electronic Arts, everyone, otherwise known as EA, has 
to to their surprise and i and i hope no one else's uh disappointed in their underperformance for the last quarter uh before. so they looked at their looked at their numbers looked at their budget and decided that they were disappointed and they were disappointed what seems like for kind of all the wrong reasons they seem to be seem to think that their their underperformance is pretty much solely linked to not getting the battle royale um component of battlefield 5 out in time or at least not in time to kind of compete with other games that are coming out at the same time um and it's definitely not it seems because the company uh treats their their customers like garbage um doesn't produce the best games uh the loot box thing that we've talked about in past episodes so instead of in, instead of you know maybe maybe looking little, in the mirror and and little and, soul searching here yeah no, a little soul no, searching it's the children who are wrong no it's you guys it's you again you the customer the ones that are wrong and and you know you're you're not uh you're not buying into the right things because basically they 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 looked at themselves and said, no, like we focus too much on the single player component of Battlefield 5 and not the Battle Royale thing. That's why we fucked up. That's why our just, numbers Just are for bad. context, too, just for, for those of you playing along at home, this is the Electronic Arts who earned the reputation of, of being terrible stewards of the Star Wars franchise as the sole creators of it's Star Wars so games bad. for the last several years. And we've all heard the turmoil over those two. Uh, battlefield titles or battlefront sorry battlefield no Bat wait wait yes battlefield why does love always feel like a battlefront <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> battlefront field battlefield anyway <laughs> yeah so yes yeah, same same company and i just I mean, I'm not surprised uh, that that they, yes, a, a, a kind of have this cognitive dissonance that they just can't seem to draw the right conclusion that your crappy business practices are the reason that you are underperforming and that your, I think their sports franchise is their biggest moneymaker. And it's like, that, that's, that has nothing to do with, with people's kind of focus on battle royale games right now and everything to do with that you 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 don't you just i don't know you don't treat your customers very well i did not i did not actually play this game for no. full disclosure no, i haven't played I. this game <laughs> however i did do some some homework and tried to find other opinions that i trust and what i came back with was that people liked the game and liked the single player game in particular, but just felt that it was really short. Like my understanding is it's three or four kind of like featurettes. Um, and then that, that's the entire single player campaign, which God damn, when you compare it to other titles, such as like my, you know, my, my favorite example, uh, the Witcher three, and then, uh, everything since then horizon zero dawn, uh zelda's breath of the wild you know just these like intensely single player experiences that 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 provide so much content for ea to say like look it's our focus on this we made we made four levels for single player and nobody's buying our game it's like 
and you think it's because you didn't let 50 10 year olds like shoot each other it just it's just i don't know man <laughs> i don't know it i like the whole purpose of a publicly funded and traded company is that you know many strategists can kind of get in there and vote and and you know hopefully it kind of maintains a certain level of sanity even though you have that you know never-ending profitability problem you you know theoretically like you know there's there's like a, it's a democratized well with money in the sense it's it's a democratized access right like there's right. A, there's, there's potentially like no, like it's unless you have no money yeah, lots of money, you can have a voice on how a company is run if you're invested in it, right? Like, literally, it's like you're invested in it. And so, is there nobody at the top who's like, hey, maybe we make shitty games. <laughs> is, this, is this possible? Like, is that, no? Okay. No, apparently uh, not. Maybe, maybe EA just has to do a little bit worse, and then maybe people will start paying attention. Those those heavy hitter investors will start paying attention. Like Disney, who will hopefully pull their EA's exclusive license to Star Wars games. We can Oh, I hope. think they will. I really do. I can't see that. I mean, Disney's whole thing now is like eat the planet. You know, like Disney's <laughs> Disney's like, mm, we're not really going to like partner with, you know, content distribution networks. We're just going to like build our own Netflix. Yeah, that's how that's how Disney rolls now, because they're 40 percent of the entertainment market. Yeah. Remember that one? I do remember that one. Mm. So, EA, you're on watch. And speaking of cognitive dissonance. <laughs> I really like the, the so we're going to talk about an, an article, but I'm going to do a little theater of the mind here. This this article is about NVIDIA and the CEO of NVIDIA has a picture in this article. That's the, the kind of the first thing you see. And I love it, given the context of what you're about to hear. It's this picture of him holding some silicon, this 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 chip that's ostensibly the 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 volta gpu the the you know the board that's going to become many platforms going forward and he's just so blurry he's holding it and it's just like it's he looks like he's not able to see the thing that he's holding like <laughs> <laughs> that's so true <laughs> a really really great uh representation of <laughs> how things are going over in nvidia <laughs> so nvidia has had a rough couple of months the i think that they're wrestling with issues in a couple of different directions one of them is that yes amd is making competitive gpus again or at least starting to. But another one is that I think that NVIDIA looked at the cryptocurrency explosion and said, this is the new hotness. We need to make sure that our production capacity matches the demand right now. And I think they overproduced by a lot. Yeah. And they, I, I feel like, I mean, you, you, you said it correctly, the hotness right now. I don't yes. think they, I think, yeah, I think they, <laughs> I think they looked at the horizon and, and thought it, it went on for many, many more miles than was the actual reality. And I think that was a truth that maybe, maybe some other people got a little bit more um, than the people making the hardware to do crypto mining. Um, uh, uh, but unfortunately, yeah, that, that, that train had an end step, an end station. It sure did. 
It sure did. And month after month, NVIDIA has shown that they are just unable to hang on to the, the, the value. And we're, not, not, we're talking about market share, right? NVIDIA is still very much dominant in terms of market share. Totally. But the people at the top who are, you know, uh, calling the shots, who are, who, are, who are invested in NVIDIA, continuing to make a boatload of money... And it's worth mentioning that NVIDIA has been seen for a very long time as, a, as one of those, like, rock-solid investments, right? We're, we're coming at this, this stuff, you know, from a, a, a bit of a wealthy, uh, you know, pig, pig person kind of <laughs> example. It's like, you know, what am I? I'm like, dude, I play games. Why do I give a shit about this? Right. But I think it's worth, it's worth taking the lens of, of, you know, the sort of macroeconomic lens to this because I think it might be indicative of where the puck is going, especially given later on when we talk about uh, the new... AMD hardware, right? Right. Anyway, NVIDIA has lost something like two-thirds of its value in the last six or eight months, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's not good. It's, it's, yeah, it's been a steady slide. And, and now this massive investment fund by, by uh, a the, group called SoftBank. So the, is, the world's largest technology fund is run by SoftBank. It's called the Vision Fund. Right. Right, right, right. Is dumping their entire $3.6 billion stake in NVIDIA. They're just kissing it goodbye. Yeah. This is no longer worth hanging on to. Three and a half billion dollars. Just nah. <laughs> yeah. We're out. <laughs> Cashing out. That's insane. That is insane. That's so much. I mean, that's. Woo. And of course, like, you know, the video shares are now up because people like in the periphery are like, maybe we can dive in and, yep. you know, get something. But I, I, I would be a, as a, if, you know, I'm not. But if I were a long term <laughs> investor of NVIDIA, surprise, surprise, I would be rather worried right now. Yeah, it's like we, <laughs> if you see. If if you if you start seeing kind of blood in the water and smoke on the horizon, it's yeah you just kind of cut cut your losses if you have them or yeah I mean sell sell while you can. If I was a long term investor, I probably would be selling as well or at least part of it, and then I'd <laughs> then I'd buy some AMD stock. Well, I think that I think that yeah yes number one, but I, I think that there's this thing in in when it comes to trends like this on on Wall Street where sometimes it doesn't matter in this case that Nvidia still does make some of the most technically superior totally. hardware. Yeah. If people get spooked, then bad things happen. Well, that's and the that's, that's the entire just, premise of the stock market is that a a bunch of people have come together to decide the value on on a company and right. if yeah, if peop if the general, you know, even if it, even if it's a vague impression, it really does come down to to emotions and perception as opposed to reality. Yeah, yeah. If 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 yeah, people decide if enough people decide that it is not worth what you know what it used to, then then yeah, I mean that's that's the entire that's how it all works. 
this is this is a human problem. This is a human problem. <laughs> and I'm not sure that Nvidia can fix a human problem. No. We shall see. No. <laughs> they certainly don't know how to get a good picture taken. <laughs> no, they don't. Of their CEO. At uh, least it, oh boy, this it really is a train wreck picture. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Not uh, not to stray too far from the the street where the wall was built, but our our friends, you know, all our friends, our dear dear friends, you know, Jamie Dimon over at J.P. Morgan Chase has announced that they are throwing their hat into the cryptocurrency ring. They're launching their own coin. That's right, JPM coin, and it will be available in limited ways to certain customers soon as a extremely non-committal <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> announcement yeah, yeah, yeah. by JP Morgan. Chase, however, they even uh proclaim this with the caveat that this this might never actually become a component of what they offer as service. This may never have a real public launch. But they are now in the sort of, you know, beta public space using their own spun cryptocurrency to facilitate some of the back end machinations that are currently handled by the clearinghouse system. And I think we've talked about the clearinghouse system before, but it in to recap back in the 70s, I believe. Early '80s and seven, you know, depending on where you were in the in the country, all of the the banks sort of like connected with each other, and they wrote these systems to to digitally transfer money uh, from one entity to another, and there it's done on a rotation. It happens, I think, twice a day, and then so they wrote them, they put them into place, and then they left them there, and they're still what we use to transfer currency <laughs> around today. Uh, if you've ever tried to use the uh, autom- what is it the uh, uh, automatic uh, clearinghouse ACH uh, system to move money around, you know that it's an extremely arduous and slow process compared to everything else we do today. But doesn't it take days? Like yes, <laughs> it takes days because it's like it's it's like it's like watching like gears move like a Rube Goldberg move <laughs> a little sphere around like a surface it's just like first this paddle moves it over there and then it gets caught up in these gears and then it has to go around the circle six so, times so until it's what, what what came first the ach or mousetrap <laughs> that's a very good question i'm not sure uh that's something that we should look up because that's a very <laughs> funny concept <to> <laughs> Like, hey, this is a pretty good idea. <laughs> That's a pretty good idea. We should handle our entire banking system with it. Same approach. I mean, to be fair, you know, back then they used the best tools that they had available to them, which was fucking COBOL. Like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> They're still in production. Oh. So, there is a ray of sunshine here, a silver lining, if you will. The, 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 the fact that major banks are using blockchain technology in general not just you know i mean in this case it's a coin but like just that they're actually seriously looking at blockchain as a way to to upgrade their own backends is is i think that's a net positive i really do i think that that the, the coin craze the cryptocurrency craze like i've been saying it for a while now like we have to have our 1999 2000 crash in 
the, the totally. blockchain cryptocurrency space absolutely before it becomes something that's really useful and i cite bitcoin's price today as evidence that i'm right about this and i'm sorry all you wonderful geeks who who were living high on the hog for a while there i lost my wallet that i started in 2010 <laughs> So fuck yourself. I lost out big. <laughs> and then I got bored and I didn't stick with it. It's my own damn fault, but still. But no, it's like, you know, I forget what it is now, but it's nowhere close to the near $20,000 high no, that it used to be. No, no, no. And one, another thing that's interesting about this JPM coin is that they're going to peg it to the United States dollar as a one-to-one so that, you know, there's some sort of... Well, security. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something that a, an organization like JP Morgan Chase can do. Um, I can't because, you know, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not a thing a human can do. <laughs> but but it's 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 a good thing to see the blockchain applied to back end machinations of giant banks. And I hope that this becomes a trend because I think that it's a vastly more secure system than those old cobalt boxes sitting in basements of massive massive warehouses owned by banks all over the country yeah no completely agree and that's that's a really nice positive way to look at this story and i have to admit when i first read the article i (laughs) i I didn't when i first read it earlier this week i didn't really make the connection like yeah this is going to improve the back end of things this is great my first impression was why is a major bank creating a coin, a, a cryptocurrency that ideally is used for anonymity and you know decentralization at one of the the most centralized banking institutions in the world? Like, I just, I, I just thought it was the the dumbest thing. But but yeah, once once the, the no, it's also that yeah once the <laughs> well, it's just like you're completely defeating the purpose of whatever but yeah once the kind of connection was made no this is this is going to be yeah an improvement on a really archaic uh infrastructure of how finances are are transferred and moved around um yeah and and then just like chris i've been saying for a long time i remember a year ago i was in north carolina and i was explaining cryptocurrency and blockchain or at least attempting to 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 people who would listen to me at a family gathering <laughs> <laughs> so you were that yeah, yeah, uncle yeah, yes and uh and I, I i i think i partially succeeded but i was saying i was like i cryptocurrency like the actual coin i have i have no idea what that's going to be i don't see that i don't see that surviving a long time i do see blockchain technology revolutionizing the way that we we do this kind of stuff um and that's i think it's going to be if it, it isn't if it isn't already, it's going to be as big as the invention of the internet. Like that's Yeah, yeah. I think it will be, but I think it's gonna take another ten to fifteen yeah, years gonna, for it to, to mature. manifest. Mature. And I really mean that. And 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 I mean that to every every uh, every person who is still trying to contact me on various uncomfortable social media channels about their blockchain idea. Like legitimately, it's stop trying to make your coin happen. It's not going to happen. But if you want to build new bridges with this stuff, new roads, new infrastructure, then I'm interested. But I, I'm 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 kind of personally turned off of any blockchain idea that isn't a 10 to 15 year plan at this point. And I think that 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 pans out in the value of your average uh, cryptocurrency today. Right on. You mean you're not interested in my yeast coin that I'm uh, 
going to be launching in the next <laughs> couple just, of months. Man, those two words together <laughs> just like absolutely break my head. I hate that so much. I just got this like visual of moldy old pennies oh, and no. shit. <laughs> just, <laughs> unsubscribe. <laughs> I think after I, I think after I said that, half of our listeners unsubscribed. <laughs> yeah, unsubscribe. Yeah, we just and there goes that there train. Goes. <laughs> that was fun. It's a fun hill to to ride for a while. And that was a fun sword to die on. Yeah, <laughs> Ye- yeast sword. Yeast, yeast. Oh, oh god! Tap out. Good Stop sword. it. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> so. In much more, well, I was going to say much more pleasant news, but actually this story, this series of stories, chills me to the bone. This just is, hmm, how do I say? The tale we are about to tell, I think more than any other story Shiny Podcast has covered, perfectly demonstrates What a brave new world we truly have entered. More than Vault 7, more than than any, any, you know, of the crazy stories we've covered. Like, this truly shows just how fucked we really, really are in every way with our current technology paradigm. It's from every direction. For this story to make sense, I think we need to do a tiny bit of background on how iOS works. Specifically, how application deployment in iOS works, okay? So, if you own an iPhone, you know that there's really only one way to get an app on your phone, and that's to go to the App Store and download it, which comes with a reasonable expectation of... Of 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 privacy of quality, like you know that like it's probably not going to contain malware because Apple is, you know, ostensibly I doing their due diligence. <laughs> yeah, right. And 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 so, especially from a company like Apple that is touted, you know, being the the privacy device like company, you know, and we, the walled garden. I mean, it's yeah. their brand to the core. That you know, you know, yes, it's a lockdown ecosystem. Yes, we we proudly. Wave that banner because by doing so, we can guarantee a certain quality in the experience, right? right? And, and you know, that's, that's Apple. That is how Apple uh, do, does it. And that's how they've managed to become the company that they have. The little known part of uh, this story is that there's actually a couple of other ways to install applications on an iOS device. But they're all centered around the... the you know, the development chain for people who are like either writing, um, writing applications and for, for, you know, in some way, or they're, you're a massive company that has your own applications that you've developed and you want to use them internally. Right. So, so enterprise, not your average consumer applications. Right, 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 right. So if I'm a developer and I want to write a, an app for the iPhone or the iPad or what have you, I have to go, and if I want to be able to distribute on the App Store, I have to pay a license 
to to get my you know credentials from Apple, and then I get access to that whole backend. Plus, there's a whole bunch of tools that you can get to run it on your computer and you know simulate iPhones and write code for the iOS devices. That's all sort of part of the bundle, right? Right. With it comes some tools that you can use to you know demonstrate your 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 application or have like a couple of devices around your your home or your office to test on. Like that's that's. That's that's a whole bundle of sort of services that Apple puts together for developers, right? Right. The third way that we're talking about and that comes into play in this story is the enterprise certificate. And for any of you system administrators out there, you might have seen this in your Outlook or G Suite settings, right? The certificate that you can get from Apple that allows your domain to have control over this device. Um, a certificate, you know, in this context just means it's a little bundle of code that's sort of cryptographically signed by Apple, right? They have their own through which they approve everything in the app store. Uh, they put this little cryptographic signature. And if that, if that doesn't match, it's never going to be allowed. It's never going to work. This is, you know, how they in- verify the the integrity and sanctity of all of the applications that they provide and that are in the app store, right? Mm-hmm. But they do let large companies, and when I say, I'm going to change the definition of large for you soon, but they do let large quote-unquote enterprise companies obtain their own root certificate so that if, if they have devices, like say you employ a hundred developers, plus you have you know some some applications that help your business do what it does. That might sound alien to you, but when you get to a certain scale, that's actually extremely common to have like you know company X's internal planning de- you know application because you're big enough that you need it customized right, for your workflow. And you have the people it, yeah. to pay for. It. Yeah, exactly. And you have people on staff whose job it might be to 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 maintain that. And so a lot of these big companies like Facebook or Google will have these root certificates so that they can install their own in-house apps to iOS devices. And, you know, there's probably an Android version, too, but to to iOS devices so that their employees can do their job and they build entire workflows around this. Right. Mm -hmm. This is a very common practice. It is 100 percent by the clearest terms of service possible meant for internal applications, not distributed applications. This is so that your company on its property can run its applications without it getting out into the public. Because otherwise, as you've probably guessed by now, if that application signed cryptographically with that root certificate were to worm its way out into the public, it would circumvent all of the protections that iOS provides because it is a, a quote-unquote approved and signed application. Do you see the problem here? Yes. Well, guess, <laughs> guess our dear friends at Facebook never, oh. ever wanting to let an opportunity go to waste. Jesus Christ. Created a program where they would have teenagers sign up to install this very special application on their iOS device, through which Facebook would get system-level 
usage metrics from the iOS device under the guise of it being a research app. They were wholly tracking all system-level actions by underage human beings and siphoning up all that data by using an application sideloaded onto an iOS device and signed by their quote-unquote internal certificate. So that is fairly egregious, like just on its face. That's not even the craziest thing we're going to talk about. So when it came out that Facebook is, is, is engaging in this practice, there was a big kerfuffle. I'm not sure if, if you're aware, but Tim Cook already doesn't really like Mark Zuckerberg. And <laughs> they, I mean, that's not a secret. Can't imagine why. No, couldn't imagine no. why. So Apple's response to this is something that I think a lot of people have, they performed an action that I think a lot of people have speculated that they have had the ability to do, but that they, it's never been proven that this is possible. Apple immediately revoked the certificate that they provided to Facebook for their internal applications. Oh boy. And in one fell swoop, not just did that one quote, that quote unquote research app that they were trying to get teens to sign up for, not only did that immediately stop working, but so did every other internal app that Facebook used across every iOS device yeah. in their network. So if you have those bespoke tailored applications within your company and all of a sudden you don't have them anymore, um, that is... That is very disruptive, to put it, <laughs> to put it uh, mildly. Extremely disruptive. And, it, and what it shows, this is like, I think we can't hit this point hard enough, is that what it shows is that the structure the, of, of iOS itself, it's not like Apple just hands off this certificate and says like, okay, now you're off to the races and that's the final protection, right? What it shows is that the certificates that they do provide are actually a layer up from what they from what control they themselves have, right. okay? And that's a very very important distinction that they have a kill switch over every other root certificate that they provide. And so, every device that is in, that is part of a program under any company all over the world is actually sitting on a tick like an active kill switch that th one company globally could turn off at any moment with no protections with no regulation like this is an, a, a realm where there is absolutely no case law whatsoever and they now we know that that they have this kind of a kill switch and this kind of a control. And to their credit, they've never used it. But, but th like, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's the, the, the real understory of this whole thing. Yeah. And so, I, and, and for the record, I don't think that that's necessarily worse than Facebook being up to their terrible, dastardly tactics. And, yeah, no, face, you know, Facebook is garbage. I mean, it's... Facebook <laughs> is garbage, and they should never have been using their internal certificate in But this for one company to, to have, to wield so much power and control, and it's like, it's, I mean, thank goodness that, you know, they're, you know, for the most part, fairly benevolent and privacy-focused and privacy-driven, but what happens when, what happens if, if the politics of the company change? I mean, that's... 
That's a totally what happens if anybody else gets in? Like we talked about like publicly traded companies and how like, well, that sort of opens it up to anybody's opinion who has enough money. You know, think about that. (laughs) Apple's a publicly traded company, too. Like that's. You know, I feel like if there's anything that the last couple of years of, of, you know, politics on on in in this country have showed us is that you cannot guarantee anything. You cannot guarantee that that things are not going to change dramatically. Precisely. That the, the people in power will not change dramatically, that the paradigms will not change dramatically. That's just life. That's just the way it works. You know, no judge. It's just the way it works. That's reality humans and and so <laughs> humanity we should complete the tale of of what happened to facebook it was within a day or so that apple you know rec- you know rescinded their position and turned back on that functioning certificate for facebook facebook pulled the research app oh and by the way google did the same thing google was also caught doing a uh, it was a less pervasive they didn't have as many people enrolled in the program but no, to surprise of absolutely oh, fucking man. nobody google was using their internal certificates with similar applications in the same way and apple killed their shit as well so two massive shots across the bow to facebook and google just enough pain was caused to really get their attention I mean, we're talking things like, like, I've heard uh, Facebook and Google had shit like pizza ordering applications. You know what I mean? Just like dumb, like, we you know, like, oh, pizza. I just like touch the button of the pizza and then it automatically shows up at my office because I'm a, you know, Facebook, Google employee. It's pretty sweet, man. You know, like stuff like that, like everything collapsed for every iOS user in the company oh, for an entire day. They turned it back on and. Everything was hunky-dory, right? There's another piece of context that I feel like if we don't cover, we don't, we don't really understand the scope of why this is so important. Mm-hmm. And that piece of context is that today, you can go all over the internet and find pretty shady companies providing cracked versions of apps that you want to to. to use but that might cost money today you can go and download those from shadier parts of the internet and they're working because they are using apple signed enterprise certificates that they obtained through their developer program that happens all the time guys this is not like an isolated incident and so this demonstrates two things to me This shows that it's only a concern when you make enough of a stink that Apple actually has to do something about about it. Like, they don't actually care about security until someone large enough to slap comes along. Right? Right. But the other thing that it shows is that compared to what is already happening compared to what like they're already letting people get away with. Imagine if just Joe Schmo's app development company tried to do the same thing Google or Facebook did. Right. And they were like legitimately in the, in the app store and they were not trying, like they were not trying to like host on, on a third party. Like they were not like being shady about it. They just had this app and this is what they were doing. They were like honest about it. And they violated those rules that Apple put forth. 
if the app even made it into the app store, they'd be hit so hard. They'd be hit so hard. Apple would fuck you so hard it would terminate your account. Right? Right. I mean, that yeah. we yeah, know yeah. this to be true. <laughs> There's like instances of Apple just imposing these draconian punishments and like to the point where like you cannot you would never be able to get a developer account again unless you'd like change your company, started a new business and started all over again. But when it comes to the grayest parts of the internet or the actions of the tech giants, yeah, 24 hours of interrupted internal services is bad. But it's not like Apple is not it, it's not like Apple's never going to let Facebook distribute applications on the right, App Store ever again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if your head is spinning by the web, we just connected all of the points we just connected to demonstrate how truly bound up all of us are in this in this n- network of technologies and com- companies, domains and trust relationships that can be exploited that's good you should your head should spin because i think we've that that right there in a in a larger sense is such an excellent example of how truly interwoven we are and how truly out of balance the power is and how concentrated it really is in the hands of such a few a small amount of people with no signs of changing (laughs) no signs of changing and no regulation on the books at all crazy crazy this is crazy crazy times but there you have it the tale of the apple enterprise certificate of two shitties (laughs) sorry that was so bad oh man we are killing it with not only the (laughs) terrible jokes but they're all focused around bodily function It's, (laughs) it's going great it's going real good guys hey you know who is doing well AMD. AMD. Yeah. So, AMD has announced the next line in their pretty slick-looking graphics cards, their Radeon 7. Uh, Radeon, uh, the 7 being uh, in Roman numeral, so Radeon VII, so Radeon 7. It is a 7 nanometer uh, uh, chip design which is crazy small i think the the smallest one before this is like i think it's like 12 right 12 14 i, I believe their rx 590 was a 12 nanometer yeah. process but this is down this to is the seven. seven which is cr- what, crazy advancement what that means is that the transistors on the, the on the chip itself ladies and gentlemen the transistors are only seven nanometers from point to point. So when the electrons pass in one way or the other way, you know, a transistor is a switch, it's only a seven nanometer travel. It's only a little tiny bit of distance. Yeah, versus sorry, like I didn't mean to make 14 it, yeah, nanometer. Yeah, saying that no, it's okay. seven I'm, nanometer I'm, size is... <laughs> I'm yet. trying to go out of my way to explain, as per some feedback that we have received, <laughs> and uh, that's just kind of where what the what they're doing but yeah seven nanometers from point a to b on the path of the electrons inside the transistor on the chip and the reason why that's important is it means if it's a shorter distance then it takes less power to do more computations you have more switches you have more computations ta-da ta-da and looking at the spec sheet for this and and I'll, I'll just mention a couple of them um because there, there's quite a quite a few that you can go into but uh core clock 1400 megahertz boost clock 1800 megahertz and boasting 
a 16 gigabyte VRAM. So if you really, if you really want to future proof your your GPU, your graphics processing unit, uh, this is not a bad direction to go. It essentially guarantees that you will be able to run things in 4K or 8K or you know, this is way, way more uh, than any current device actually needs right now. It's it's uh, it is definitely a, a card for the future. How does it stack up in terms of performance to things like the, say, the 1080 Ti or the RTX 2080? Sure. So not it. it's not. Um, or am I comparing it to the wrong card? No, 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 no. It, it's it's it's. I think it's a good idea to actually compare them to the to the newest cards of your competitors because it's good to compare the 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 two kind of consecutively released cards uh because yes they might have different hardware components and different expectations but um I think that you know Nvidia I, I think their their RTX 2080 is a really great card but I I I I think it's a a card that's probably pretty good for right now and I think AMD's Radeon 7 is is an okay card for right now but where they again where they've really kind of stepped up the bar here is with that 7 nanometers but also with that 16 gigs of of VRAM because mm-hmm. that that really is going to be much more important as we get 2 to 3 years out from now so is that mm-hmm. card you know stacked up against the rtx 2080 is it like some crazy nutty like boost in performance not really like realistically not really it's it's good it it does do somewhat better on certain games but it's pretty similar on a lot of others so in the kind of defense of the rtx 2080 from nvidia um you know it's it's not it's not some crazy difference you know especially when they have similar price points but if you want something that down the line two to three years from now is going to be is remain still competitive. remain competitive, I I think that this is is a good a good bet for the future. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. The you know, AMD has sort of been trying to carve, I think, a bit of a brand out for for updating cards over time, like enabling more functionality as as time goes on, which some people like and some people find to be frustrating because it's like, hey, I bought this card. How come it doesn't work right now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Absolutely. And as I as I look across the benchmarks that is that are provided in the article, we'll link in the show notes. The it does appear that the the Radeon Seven, it's competitive to the greater Nvidia line. Right. It's it doesn't smoke anything. Nope. But it's competitive. Like, it's actually kind of right there, you know? The Grand Theft Auto V benchmark has, at 4K at ultra settings, has is getting 58 frames per second with the RTX 2080 getting 60, right? It, like, I don't want to oversell it because I think that it's, you know, the, the numbers are the numbers. But at the same time, that's for a company that has not been competitive in a very long time. <laughs> That is also focusing on positioning their product on as with a with a, a longer lifespan potentially than the competitor. Yep. That's an interesting way to to go to go about it, and very much characteristic of how AMD seems to operate. Yeah, playing the long game as opposed playing to playing the long game. Yeah, Nvidia that you know they'll they'll put out 
you know, they'll, they'll realistically be putting out a new card pretty much every year or every other year for <laughs> into infinity. And AMD is, is, you know, kind of keeping up with that. And usually it's at a lower price point as well, which is how I feel like they've been mainly staying competitive is, is on the cost of it. Yeah. Um, but now, yeah, it's like now they, they have the, the hardware to, to kind of, you know, the, the price points are starting to become more similar, but you know, you're, you're starting to see some more future proof stuff from them. So, you know, I think that's where they're, yeah, moving into that competition space as opposed to just on price. Ostensibly the, the, you know, a seven nanometer process just has more runway, which is, totally. which is, which is technically interesting versus the 14 nanometer process that NVIDIA is relying on right now, which is it you know it's they've they've done amazing things with it but they're they've got to be getting close to what the silicon can actually physically do yep. you know without shrinking that distance that electrons have to jump yes and so it's interesting unlike we covered earlier nvidia i i don't know i i'm not saying that you're not gonna i'm not saying there's gonna be some epic nvidia collapse right no. i'm saying they might not enjoy the comfortable position that they've yeah. had for several years now. Hey, if they have to fight a little bit harder and put out a better product, cool. Yeah, respect. Amen. That's that's I love that kind of capitalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so speaking of co- competition, <laughs> so Microsoft weird. is Microsoft is apparently in competition with itself. It's so strange that Microsoft would pit their office 365 over their own other product office 2019 that they just released it's so indicative of the the the, the scale of microsoft and the, like how just giant it is and but the also two different companies that are forming <laughs> like, yeah oh yeah maybe even more like there's there's microsoft the services company there's microsoft the the operating system vendor there's microsoft the 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 app, like desktop application creator there's microsoft the open source company that there's uh, there's microsoft you know there's there's all of these different faces of microsoft some of them i really like some of them i really don't and some of them are just plain weird so what they are doing is are they're running these commercials that try to convince you not to use office 2019 and instead use office 365 so strange so it's if, very you strange. might you might recall that microsoft is really uh accelerating their moves towards uh their desktop experience being a subscription service so software is a service as opposed to a one-time license that that you buy and you use and probably never update <laughs> which is uh not true but it's what they think their consumers never do and so so they're really really trying to drive home the point that they're switching to a subscription based service and they want you to subscribe to office 365 and so in these commercials are essentially tra- yeah trashing their other product office 2019 which is a one time license purchase the funniest part for me as somebody who like i don't maintain an office subscription nor do i purchase their you know office suite and i haven't for years is that when i like had to go and set up somebody's office xyz for their computer or for their you know their small office Mm -hmm. you know network (laughs) i had no idea at first what 
what even the difference was through the UI that they provide. Like they obfuscate so much what it is that you're actually, you know, buying when you just casually go into your Microsoft account. It's so, oh, the strategy tax is intense. And it's so annoying because most people honestly don't want to give a shit about their word processor at all. Like, at all. I don't know anybody except maybe a handful of deep geeks who, like, want to put more than, like, half a brain cycle to the thing that they pound out words in, nope. you know? <laughs> Absolutely not. In, in fact, with the exception of Excel, which I find people do somewhat religiously cling to, because I guess, it, you know, it has a lot of functions that only exist inside of Excel that makes people's lives easier. I'm not trying to diminish that. It's just that that seems to be the only product in the entire office suite for which people seem to have strong opinions one way or another. I, you know, I don't, I don't understand. I think there's a bit of a dissonance between what Microsoft wants the future to be and the way people are actually using their computers. And they're going about it in a method that's trying to, sort of be silly and be cute it's already asking too much to even like engage in that conversation like uh, oh you know do what yeah. what fucking fuck off yeah. I don't they're care. really they really highlight this, this report really highlighting that they are under the impression that they know better what your computing experience should be than you the consumer do and it drives me crazy Hey, you know, LibreOffice works really well. It really well on does. Windows. I know. Now <laughs> I know. <laughs> it works great on Linux, but it works great on Windows too, by the way. If you so, just want to uh, have a program that isn't trying to like corral you in a particular direction and is also free. And so, is also free. That you don't have to worry about either of these scenarios. You don't have to buy a single license or a subscription service. And, you know, little secret. They write words real good. <laughs> that word, that word processing. Mm. Mm. They, they, they kind of solved that one. They kind of, you know, got that in the bag. LibreOffice. By the way, some people still think that OpenOffice is the is a thing, which is a failure of PR. But it's LibreOffice. <laughs> yeah. Don't use OpenOffice. <laughs> OpenOffice has been abandoned. LibreOffice is still maintained. Ta -da! Ta -da! And that's why you listen to Shiny. And speaking of why you listen to Shiny. I think that's the end of the episode. Your favorite part, folks. They're done. <laughs> done. Hey, Colin, do you have a happy this week? I do. I do. I do. So we, as I've, as I mentioned uh, in, in a past episode, uh, my wife and I are moving to Vermont and we are very excited to do that. Um, it's going to be, it's a long few months to have to wait, but uh, it it's great, and and we um we're we're pretty worried about kind of figuring out where where we're gonna live, like what what that entails, and and just like the process of you know apartment hunting, which sucks, and it's like it sucks so it much. sucks so much, and and it's like the the rental situation versus the buying situation is very different levels of of kind of like you know the the quality of the rentals aren't as good as what you can find if you if you're if you're buying and so you know it's early in the season we knew that we were going to find something eventually and it was going to be great but we happened to to find a place um that was really great 
It checked a lot of boxes and it checked even more boxes once we actually kind of got the ball rolling on seeing it. And, you know, they're going to add some stuff for us. And and anyway, so um, we uh, negotiated a kind of a reduced rent for the next few months to kind of hold it for us until we actually physically move. And so the apartment hunt is done. We are all set and I can't wait to go pick up the keys. And so we're very excited uh, that that is done. And, and the, 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 the most bonus aspect of this is that completely unplanned, I promise, I swear that this was not part <laughs> of the design. <laughs> the apartment actually happens to be right across the street from Chris and Jen. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it's true it's true so not only are you gonna get technology news every week but you'll the ever-evolving bromance between colin and chris <laughs> will just get stronger and better because he's gonna be literally across the street literally. like i can see your house from my house right now uh, it's so crazy i can't i just like blown away that it it just worked out that way. So that is my happy for the week, because that is all the lease assigned. It's all, you know, checks, checks are sent. We were in, baby. Yeah, that's going to be my happy, too. Cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool. And it's going to be super fun, dude. It's going to be super fun. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, folks, I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening. We would very much like to hear from you. Uh, I have a Twitter account, seldomly used, at KaliAli11. And I'm at Fluxola. We also have a joint account at Cast the Shine. Check us out on Facebook. We've got a website where you can look at our lovely faces or grab uh, RSS feed or, you know, whatever. Look at show notes, that sort of thing. Shinypodcast.com. Uh, we would also love to hear from you if you wanted to email us. It is hello at shinypodcast.com. If you're keeping count, you've probably noticed that this is about halfway through the season, the 12-episode season that we are working on right now. And I think it's about time for us to tease. There's something really special at the end of this particular Yellow Brick Road. We have big plans for a super party. So for all of you devotees of the Shiny Podcast, stay tuned. We have big things in store, and we can't wait to share them with you. Mm, fantastic. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and we will we'll see you next week. See you later. <laughs>